Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, NASCAR is coming to town. Ford facts and rumors, plus the Chevy Blue Flame engine. Informative automotive buffoonery with Bud and Tim, right now on WDUN. Always here, always local. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Timothy Pasquale, a pollster to the stars. Tim, how are you doing this I'm week? good, Bud. How are this you today? Week, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you doing okay today? Yeah, awesome. All right, very good. Uh, going on right now is Northeast Georgia Swap Meet. Uh, Got to remember, it's the second Saturday of the month. Oh, right. Right. So the next one will be March 9th. We'll have Brad come in before then. And yeah, tell, tell us all us about it. He likes to keep us off balance. And now's a good time to, uh, if you're in Cornelia, show up at the fairgrounds and get some bargoons. Oh, right. Because they knock it off about noon or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, those guys don't want to take that stuff back yeah. home. No, they, no, what they want to do is, like, we used to get stuff out of the trailer so we'd run over to another vendor and yeah. shove more junk <laughs> in the trailer. That's, that was our, our modus operandi. Interesting week. How's your How's your eye doing? Tim had a little surgery here on his eye. Yeah, it's great. It's it great. Good. Just a little blip. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. You know, at my age, the check Kinda engine looks like Joby whacked you. I know it does. <laughs> I thought she said stand up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Uh, Bill has an interesting story about his road trip, and and he he informed me that um, he informed me of something that I didn't. I didn't know about on, on our cars. Really? What was that, Bill? Yeah. Well, you know, I drive a hybrid like you do, Tim, the, mm-hmm. the, the uh, Explorer. And um, well, it used escape. to be Buds. Escape. 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 Yep. escape. The Ford Escape. Yep. And it's got the uh, adaptive cruise control. So okay. I got myself into, well, I got myself into trouble once with it and then got myself out of it by being alert. But uh, my first problem was I was passing a police car along the side of the road with flashing lights. Mm-hmm. And I could not get over. There were too many cars in the left-hand lane. I see. So I passed them at what I thought was normal speed, but apparently I accelerated because then the police car that was following me from behind lit, lit up and pulled me over. Oh, no. Then, and apparently, then, I did not know this rule, and I thanked the officer for telling me about it. I knew about the get over to the left-hand side of that rule, but the yeah. other side is you have to slow down if you cannot get right. to the right. right. I didn't know that. Yes, you're supposed to slow down to the point where you could stop. Right, and he said, Mr. Wilson, you actually accelerated. And then I explained to him I was on adaptive cruise control, so it was actually Rupert that accelerated. Uh-huh. Blame it on the car. <laughs> trying to get away from the fuzz, man. You know what? I got a warning. I got off with a warning. Wow. But here's the other scary thing. I went on with that nicely written uh, traffic warning on my passenger seat, heading toward the city of Atlanta. This is about 10.30, 11 o'clock at night, not a whole lot of traffic. And I look down at my speedometer, and I'm going 90 miles an hour go on my adaptive go. cruise control because Rupert saw the sign for Route 85 and thought that was the speed limit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. See, I thought that was GPS, but it's an optical thing. There's a tiny camera on the back of your, uh, your uh, rearview mirror yeah. that takes those pictures. And that's happened to me out here on Thompson Bridge Road, too, where the route number is 60. 
but the speed limit is, as it should be, about 35 or 40. And a couple of times, Rupert's tried to accelerate on that road. I would, I would, uh, <laughs> I would quit using the adaptive cruise control. As well, you just you guys talk about it all the time. You've got to stay engaged. You've got to pay attention to what's going on. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. I'll never stop using it, but I, I, I am very attentive as to what it's doing and when and where. Okay. okay. But, uh, yeah, good to know. Food for thought. So you didn't have any other instances on the trip back or anything? Oh, yeah, I hit a nail or something on the trip back oh. and took out one of my tires. Uh-oh. Well, wow. We know some folks that can take care of your tires. So don't yes, worry we about do. That. We'll yeah. Get, yeah, we'll Absolutely. get you a good tire and they'll, they'll get you all set up. Uh, I was going to talk about a vibration adventure that I had, but we'll do that on another show. This is a family show. Yeah, I understand. Vibration, I said. <laughs> I know. Car vibration. Oh, car about. vibration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bristol Dirt Race <laughs> yeah? was a bust. Oh, yeah. I guess the racing was all right, but it was supposed to be on Sunday. So I'm out in the shop Saturday doing stuff, mm-hmm. and I'd already planned, well, on Sunday I'll watch the Bristol race because there's nothing else on. Right. And uh, not the Bristol race, the Coliseum race. Oh, yeah, out in L.A. Yeah, in L.A. Mm-hmm. Well, the weather was coming in, bad weather, so they, yeah. they moved the race to Saturday, and all the people that had f- tickets for Sunday for the race could come and they could use their tickets, but by the time they announced it, you know, you'd have yeah. to replan your whole day or whatever. Right, right. Uh, so they what? went and had the race on Saturday with like 35 fans or something. Oh, my. So I think Kyle uh, Petty was right last mm-hmm. week. You know, it's it's like the Rocky movie. Yeah. They did three years of the Bristol Dirt Race. That's what I was thinking of. And this was the third year of the Coliseum Race. And I think it's time to take the show on the road, as they say, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. somewhere else. So we'll, we'll wow. find out where. All right. You sent me something really interesting about this Rivoy truck thing yes it's a it's called the revoy revoy i'm sorry hybrid truck system and well there are still way more questions than i have answers but i, I mean i dug as deep as i could dig. you drew pictures for goodness um, sake yeah That's i drew pictures so so what this is is a hybrid truck system it's actually a trailer so so you don't have to the, the first thing is the cost if we're talking about electrifying big trucks over yeah, the road yeah, yeah, trucks yeah. there's three times the cost so you're, you're looking at a half million bucks to buy a road tractor that can maybe give you a couple hundred miles before you have to stop and charge it again yeah. for a number of hours which doesn't make sense in anybody's book so i get what they're trying to accomplish and around town you know an electric truck makes sense so these over the road this is a this is a trailer that hooks to a regular diesel truck and then it's got an electric drive system in it and then the trailer that you're hauling freight in hooks to the fifth wheel of the hybrid revoy unit what's the tractor doing at this point in time well the tractor is idling yeah i mean you have to have the tractor has to be running for the steering and air compressor for the brakes etc and the lights and all that stuff but they say this takes it from the average uh, big rig gets about six to eight miles to the gallon. They say you can get between 20 and 35 miles to the gallon. That is significant. If you're talking about oh, 100, huge, yeah. Yeah. If you're talking about traveling 150,000 miles a year in this truck at the diesel prices currently, that's $100,000 worth of fuel a year. If you can cut that to a third or a half, that's a significant savings. But this thing would be a subscription type deal, right? Right. So these will go 250 miles. Um, 
And they have swapping stations. Is there a plan? They've got one plan. station. This is the plan. They've yeah. got one swapping station in Dallas. Now, that's their whole gig. And this is going to take years and years and years mm-hmm. to develop. And the main thing is, though, it weighs 17,000 pounds. There you go. So it cuts your payload So by it cuts your 000. payload. But there's still, you know, uh, that, that gives you about 33,000 pounds of available payload. There's still a lot of loads. There's a lot of LTL loads, UPS, right, FedEx. Yeah. There's a lot of smaller loads. You know, a, a truckload, a 53-foot truckload of paper towels doesn't weigh 12,000 pounds. That's right. You yeah, know, yeah. So, so there still is capacity for that. So it's an interesting concept that actually does make sense. Of course, nobody knows the cost of these things or what the uh, subscription price would be. But if you're saving fifty or 75000 a year on fuel and you didn't have to buy an EV truck to do it with, uh, it could be a significant savings and in, in make sense. Well, let's explore this a little later in the show because i got a couple questions I want to ask you. Meanwhile... Okay. If you're restoring a classic muscle car. Well, you're going to go to our friends, the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast. So if you miss any of this great information, you can go to access WDUN, click the link, hit the button, and listen to the show at your convenience. Or you can go to your favorite podcast site to listen to the show anytime you want. Brought to you by the muscle car experts, the great people at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia. Okay. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Always here, always local. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by all three locations of Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Hometown people working together to bring you the best parts, tires, service, and repairs. Well, Tim, our next guest is a great friend of the show. That would be Brandon Hutchinson, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Brandon, welcome back into Bud's Garage. Hey, Brandon. Hey, guys. Thank you very much for having me again. I can't believe it's time to promote another NASCAR race (laughs) at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Well, the holidays are behind us. Daytona's in front of us. And actually, you're going to kick off the season as far as i'm concerned at atlanta motor speedway in february because as we know the 500 is the biggest race of the year and for some of the teams you know it may determine their whole race schedule based on the outcome of that race so you bring us back into what we would call the regular season and the kickoff so um tell us a little bit about what you got planned yeah, absolutely. You know, the Am Better Health 400 race weekend will be here before we know it. Happy New Year, by the way. I'll tell you, it's Same hard to, to believe you. that 2024 is here, and we're ready to go racing. It's going to be a big time. I'd like to think that there will be some question as we get closer to Daytona and then coming out of Daytona, coming into Atlanta. Do we now take on the same persona because we are a – super speedway style racetrack that that the the season will start after atlanta but regardless atlanta has become the most exciting most compelling racing on the nascar circuit as far as i'm concerned now i know i'm a little bit biased but you take that super speedway pack style racing you slice a mile off of the track so you do it all in a mile and a half it's white knuckle racing for the drivers, it's edge-of-the-seat entertainment for the fans, and that's what we're going to do, bud. We're going to make sure we do everything possible 
to get these fans as much entertainment as we possibly can for their dollar. They work hard for it, so we want to make sure if they choose to spend it at Atlanta Motor Speedway, they have a lot of opportunities. So we'll have a party in the Peach Pit. We'll have the fan zone rocking all weekend. We'll have a camper appreciation party. We'll have Legends Racing. We'll have opportunities for people to drive their car on track. So the list goes on and on. It's going to be a big weekend. Uh, Your thoughts on the new schedule, because you're at both ends of the schedule now. And are there any new tracks that have been added this year that you know of? You know, um, Iowa is a a big ad for the year. The Xfinity cars have been racing there for quite some time. Matter of fact, they announced a sellout way back in early December. So no doubt that's a huge one for the fans and will produce some really, really cool racing. As far as Atlanta Motor Speedway is concerned, you know, a, a race coming right out of Daytona, there's not a time on the calendar that more eyes are on the sport, more eyes are on the industry. So for us to be able to to utilize that to showcase the level of entertainment that we have here at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and I'll tell you guys, you know, this place has changed in the last couple oh, yeah. of years with the new banking. It's just a completely different Atlanta. So if you haven't been here for a while, you need to come out and check us out. But we're excited about February. And then, hey, we get to the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart, the first race of the playoff. That is cool. At yeah. Atlanta Motor yeah. Speedway. Yeah, that's cool. How cool is that? Yeah. Hey, Brandon, with the new TV and streaming sources for viewing the races, how does that impact the audience at the tracks? You know, I tell you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give an opportunity for more eyeballs to be on the, the sport than ever before. You know, these streaming platforms, they're here, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not something that you're going to be able to choose. Well, I, I, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm going to just boycott it. It's something that's great for the sport. So there's going to be a lot of old-school fans like myself, you know, as I get longer in the tooth. This streaming deal is something that I've got to figure out, but it gives an opportunity for sport to showcase itself to so many more, um, so many more fans. You know, our, our traditional partners in Fox and NBC, it's so great to have them back. They've been strong partners and have really given us the opportunity to elevate the sport back to the prominence that it uh, that it had 20-something years ago, and the streaming services will, will give us an opportunity for a few races throughout the year to even showcase the sport to, to more people in, in more markets. And I think the people will realize that are streaming these races, I know the coverage will be probably more in-depth, more realistic uh, than, than TV's been able to do in the past or, or you know, streaming, because like, I'm like you, the, the new technology is amazing. Uh, but I, I think that it, it, it leads to more... Uh, you know, more people in the seats as they realize, hey, this is cool. I want to see this live. That's why, you know, you always hear me say, if you can't be here race weekend, that's okay, right? right. Watch yeah. at home. Yeah. Stay at home. Watch. We're, we'd like to think that throughout the, throughout the schedule, it doesn't matter if it's Atlanta or Daytona or Charlotte or Bristol or Sonoma, we work so hard to, to bring a level of entertainment to our fans while cars aren't on track. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's second to none. So NASCAR has done a very, very good job with, with the current race car. So we know we're going to have an opportunity to see great racing on track. The sport works together to make sure that there's entertainment options while cars aren't on track, and that's what makes us so special. Yep. 
So not much downtime for the folks at Atlanta Motor Speedway. What have some of the track updates leading up to the February 25th race? You know, as far as track updates go, we've worked real hard to, to give our fans premium options. So um, just last year, we introduced some new packages in Club One for our fans um, you know, the bootleggers bar is still brand new for most of our fans, so they can come out and, and check out that. We're working on a brand new uh, public address system for our fans, and that's one that, that it's not too sexy until you get here and you get to hear it. it. It changes the entire experience for our fans, and it doesn't always have to be that bright, shiny new fire engine in the corner that everybody wants to get their hands on. Um, sometimes it's that unobscured uh, change that you might not notice uh, when you get here, but you surely will notice it when you're here. And hopefully it'll level, elevate your experience because to us, that's what it's all about. It's about elevating the fan experience in everything we do, whether it's putting new hand dryers in the restrooms, new speakers on the fences, or increasing the banking from 24 to 28 degrees. It's about being new, special, different and making sure we elevate that experience. Well, special and different. Okay, you mentioned uh, uh, a little while ago the banking of the track. Uh, you know, it's made it a white-knuckle uh, experience for the drivers, but they've always loved uh, the track because of the surface of it when it was wore out, and then you put the new stuff in, and I think everybody was wondering, and it's you've covered both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's we're no different than any other patch of asphalt across the world, right? Every now and again, you're going to have to patch or repave that mm -hmm. section of asphalt. And our asphalt served us well for, for 24 years. You know, we, we repaved in 1997. That track provided some of the closest finishes in NASCAR history. So we love that track, right? And it was loud and clear from the drivers that they love that track. But the time had come, as you knew, the, the, the track had started coming up during the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart race weekend, and so it was time. And now that we have this nice new uh, track that has provided such thrilling, exciting races with passes for position all day long, our fans have spoken loud and clear to us, and that is, we got it right, we like it, we love it, now... How can we get back there? How can we get into Atlanta Motor Speedway? So we've tried to uh, make sure we keep our ticket prices affordable. As we've talked about so much before, we've tried to make sure we have entertainment elements throughout the entire race weekend because whether you come for a day or whether you come for the entire weekend, we want to make sure that Atlanta Motor Speedway has something for everybody. And listen, that new asphalt is just another one of those changes, and hopefully it will produce some of the best racing for the next 24 absolutely, years. Absolutely, absolutely. How can folks learn more? AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. I tell you, go online, take a look at a price point that might work for you and your family. Ticket packages start for the Ambetter Health 400 race weekend at, at $69. If you want to come to all of our races this year, there's Insider Club ticket packages starting at $118. Tickets for Sunday start at $49. Kids are $10. Kids are always free for the 10th year of our doubleheader, the Craftsman Truck Series event, the Xfinity Series event. Go to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. Check us out. We hope to see you soon. Brandon Hutchinson, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Thanks for taking the time to be with us here at Bud Scratch. Thanks, Brandon.
Hey, we appreciate you guys as always. Thank you very much. We hope to see you soon. You will. We'll be right back here, Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Always here, always local. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More, and all three locations of Complete Auto Parts, Cornelia, Clarksville, and Gainesville. Shop garage or driveway, we have the parts, tires, and professional advice to help you get the job done right. All right, Tim, it is time to start Ford News and Rumors with Aaron News from Green Ford. And Aaron, welcome back into Bud's Garage. Hey, Aaron. Hello, hello. And rumors, huh? We're starting with rumors, are we? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Wait a minute. You brought a guest with you today. I did bring a guest. guest I brought Brian Mulkey with me. Uh, He has uh, been... We've been together for a little over five years. He's one of my star salespeople and uh, expert on trucks and uh, cars and all all things uh, automotive. Yeah. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Hey, guys. And uh, to be here. A, a proud veteran. Yes. And we thank you yes, for your sir. service. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's happening in the dealership? Well, uh, it is truck month for Ford okay. right now, so that's a that's a super great thing, which means we have got the 1.9 financing on F-150s. Wow. And we have got uh, up, I mean, we've got some XLTs are $10,000 off plus the 1.9 financing. So now is the best time, best deals uh, that we've seen on trucks since pre-COVID, since, are, are since these about 2019. 20, 2023s or These 24s? are 23s, yes, brand okay. new 23s. Okay. Ford wow. has not, we've not received any 24s yet. So the build the build time, well, we all remember that little strike we had back uh, in yeah, the fall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, right, right, they, right. They, they pushed everything forward a little bit with the, uh, with that silliness. Mm-hmm. So okay. there you go. Yeah. And, and Brian, you know, you can spec out a truck for anybody, right? Yeah, pretty much. If you want it, I mean, we can build it. Yeah, Make I mean, he knows about gear ratios, weights, all that stuff. Yeah, he's, he's real car nerdy. You guys like him a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all right. Uh, so I, I got all excited because I'm, you know, I'm doing research over the, the weekend stuff. And uh, I read about this Ford plug-in hybrid Ranger coming in 2025, uh-huh. unfortunately. Uh, it's well, not coming to us. It's not coming to us. Yeah. It's, it's going to be overseas. I don't like the way you started that with, I got excited about seeing a plug-in truck. That hurt my feelings a little bit. All right. I mean, if you were like, the, hey, it's, like it's, a, it's a V8 with 700 horsepower or something like that. that. Okay, okay, all right. Without the 700 horse. Uh, okay, got you. Aaron, he's going to talk about vibrations later. So yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway... Uh, so we can yeah. skip over that because we can't get it, basically. Yeah, uh, I will tell you this, though, and uh, Brian, who who is here with us, he has done all of the training on the brand-new uh, 2024 Ranger, which is quite quite a platform change. Uh, you tell us a little bit about that, Brian. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing um, about the new Ranger is Ford's really listened to what people want. You sure. know, the 2.3-liter uh, four-cylinder engine, even though it is very capable and it's got a great towing capacity, people like the idea of having a bigger engine mm-hmm. ford listened to it and they put in three different engines now so okay, you cool. you can get the 2.3 which is standard uh, that's, got the, that's turbo right yep it is turboed mm-hmm. um and y- now you can get the uh 2.7 eco boost that's in the f-150s and stuff like that oh, and, wow. that's and ford, a twin turbo yeah it is oh, twin and turbo. it's a v6 it's twin a v6. turbo and a v6 yeah and, and for the big boy ones, right? <laughs> yeah. The big boy ones, they are now coming out with a Raptor, which we actually have one who should be arriving. Should be hitting the lot in, anytime. Yeah, within yeah. a month or two. It's got a 3.0. So it's got a high output 3.0. 
later in it. It's got the same one out of the uh, the Explore STs and stuff like that. So it's it, it's a rocket. Yeah, you know uh, the two seven is going to be a big deal. We, we're very excited about it. Also, the bed's a little bigger, isn't it? It is actually Ford widened the entire chassis. So they moved uh, they moved the shocks outwards on the axles and, right. and they just made it more stable it's, when you go around turns and stuff like that you feel more planted to the ground the whole like i said the whole chassis is wider so it's so it's got to ride better too though. yeah absolutely yeah they wow. did a beautiful job with it they, when they came and did the training it, it was it's a good looking truck yeah uh, what i was going to say is my own personal uh f-150 is a is a 2.7 and we're getting 22 miles to a gallon in that thing and so i think they put that 2.7 in the ranger i think we're going to be looking at 26 yeah. 27 miles to a gallon yeah absolutely yeah, and, awful, and yeah. it's going to be able to tow what seven thousand well to, i mean you can already tow the 7500 pounds 7500 pounds of two three Two, three. Oh, yeah, so... So it's going to be yeah. over 8,000 pounds. I mean, it's got an 8-inch box frame underneath it. I mean, Ford really engineered this, I mean, to to perfection. I mean, how, it's a good truck. How far are we from a Ranger Dually? Ranger Dually. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's one of those rumors again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No Ranger Dooleys. All right, well, the Ford Maverick is, is kind of its, uh, kind of, uh, its little cousin, if you will, without the frame. Uh, sales are up. Over 100% on the Mavericks. Tell us about what's cooking yeah. with Mavericks. Uh, Mavericks, uh, right now, as far as what's cooking, it's, it's kind of tricky because we still haven't had one that was actually for stock. Every one of the Mavericks we get are ordered for people, and if they don't take one, like if too much time has passed, or a lot of people do a sneaky thing and order the same Maverick from three different dealers, and whichever one comes in first, they take that one. Uh, but that's great for us because it gives us a couple for stock, but we literally only have a couple. Um, so we cannot keep the things. Well, they sell absolutely like hotcakes. I wish our lot was full of them because well, it's such a great vehicle. Nobody else is making a truck that size, no. right? No, and, and the price point is, is fantastic. Right. It's a great little vehicle, and the hybrid version of that's getting over 40 miles to a gallon. Amen. I think they're rated at 42 miles to a gallon. Wow. So it's it's great. And it, and if you're using a truck, you know, to tow small things, lawnmower, things like that, go to uh, Home Depot for, you know, picking up mulch and, and this time of year coming up, it, it's just a great little vehicle. We cannot keep them. They're, what they're what is the vehicle. price range of those? Uh, what would you say is the least expensive Mavericks are in the mid-20s? I would say, yeah, 2023 to 2024. I would say the cheapest Maverick you can get is around twenty-four grand. Uh, and I would say the average Maverick that I see is really right on 30. It, it's, I'd say, 28 to 32 would see yeah. the average. And that's low. I mean, you get them real loaded up yeah. there, too. And they're, they're a great little vehicle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, and, very. It's, it's actually the least expensive vehicle that Ford makes, and it's a truck. Oh, wow. So Absolutely. how about that? And yeah. you can get it in our favorite, which is a hybrid. That's exactly right. Not and a plug-in, just a hybrid. A hybrid, I yes. I don't think yes. they're going to... I really think I was talking to uh, uh, Martha Zoller from the uh, Martha Zoller show, and, and I think we both agree that the plug-in hybrid is a good stopgap measure, but I think mm -hmm. eventually the dealerships are going to go to... All, all the different brands are going to go to hybrid stuff. Yeah, I think so. I, I think the... Uh, you know, the, the electric is a little bit of a novelty, really, um, I think. And, yeah, you know, you have the big Tesla push that's been happening for years, but it's a very niche area. Mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't work in metropolitan areas because there's nowhere to plug your car in if you live there. Right. Um, it works fine for delivery vehicles and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, and if you're in any kind of rural area, kind of in our, the area where we live, it doesn't make good sense. So no. you almost have to be within that 20-mile distance of mm -hmm. a major city, and that seems to be the niche of the vehicles right. and electric vehicles. But it's funny because so many people have electric vehicles. That's their third vehicle. And so it, it's just... It, 
hybrids make so much more sense because you get the fuel mileage and you get the environmental uh, savings and and it's 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 a it's just a good idea win-win win-win it's a win-win something came across my uh, desk called a Ford Nugget camper van. <laughs> what is a Ford Nugget camper van talking oh, about? Clearly of the best named vehicle Ford has had in 30 years. The Nugget. <laughs> I, I laughed when I saw the name. Um, you know, we don't know. Brian and I were talking about it on the way over here. We know nothing about the Ford Nugget except for the information that you guys have given us. Well, but basically, it's a, it's a it's, partnership it, with one of the camping it is. camper it, builders. Yeah, it's a camper builder. So it's going to be, it's basically a transit van, um, which is a fantastic van to see a lot of the work vans out there i mean the passenger vans are great as well but it will have the uh you know it has all the camping capabilities with pop outs and the the top pops off and you know when it has little awnings and i mean it's a full camper setup um yeah and it's it's like i say it's a it's designed to be one of these small campers what do they call that uh I, this has become a real big thing like out west in the colorado and stuff yeah uh, the the van camping I don't uh, know van life uh, that's what they call it what is it van life van, van life van yeah life. there you go they call but it van life van and it's life. it's used people to involve that get really shag into carpet when I yeah and, and little, oh, vol- yeah. <laughs> little volkswagens and shag carpet and uh, van life yeah there yeah. you go and bell bottoms it's the uh, same thing oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is but that's basically the idea yeah but you mentioned the transit van i didn't realize they made a passenger version of i don't think i've ever seen one they do make a passenger version we've got a 15 passenger in stock right now they make a 13 they make a 15 i'm sorry they make a 12 they make a 15 um and then they even have a couple that will have a couple rows and then a couple rows or or a couple where other rows of seats would be that can you be used just for cargo so they have a lot of different hybrid versions but you're talking full-size vans right the full Full van full-size now is this based on a full-size or is this a mini this is based on the full-size oh it is okay i thought it was based right right. no they never should have named Transit and Transit Connect in the same. It's so confusing, it isn't is it? So yeah. The Transit Connect's the little guy. And they're not That's making the little it guy. anymore, are they? Or they are, are they? making it. It's just made overseas, and right. they had limited production on them over the over the past really two years. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one in the other day, actually. Just sold one the other day, but it used to be we had 20 of them on the lot. Yeah. We haven't seen 20 of them in five years. You know. Wow. So they make so, that in a passenger version? They actually do. Yes, they do. I think that would be cool. Yeah, it's a neat little van. Yeah. Anyway. So, so far in this conversation, we talked about how great hybrid vehicles are and how cool minivans are. We're going to have to do better, gentlemen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got anything with some power? what's, what's What's going on with used cars and trucks? Used cars and trucks, we have a ton of. Like I say, it is truck month, which that carries over on the used car side as well, because a lot of people buying the new trucks are trading in the used trucks. And uh, so we, you know, we have a lot of 21s, 22s, and 23 used, as well as the smaller trucks. We have used Rangers in stock right now. We even have a used Maverick in stock, believe it or not. All right. How can folks learn more about all the great things going on at Green Ford? Check us out at Green Ford Net or give us a call at 770-532-5620. Ask for Aaron or ask for Brian over here. Come see us in Gainesville on Browns Bridge Road, 2365 Browns Bridge Road. Okay, so the information is local, but the... uh, the rumors are national now. The rumors <laughs> are national. Do you guys have any crazy patents for me today? Not today. Not today. All, All right. right. Okay. Thanks, guys. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Always here. Always local. Welcome back in to Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. 
nationally backed CarQuest branded parts and the best national tire brands to keep you rolling down the highway. Okay, Tim, I referenced in the first segment of the show that I wanted to get back on this truck thing you're talking about, this Revoy. Yeah. All I saw online about this thing was a cartoon. Not a cartoon, an A. Right, what do they, they didn't call it? show. I any... keep calling it A one. It's a, it's a, a, what an artificial intelligence thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a little video thing, and it wasn't sure. wasn't very long. And and I I did see a YouTube thing or a news report about how this could be a possibility. Right. All right, down the line. Right. Yeah, right. I don't see anybody building these things now that right. I've seen or or heard about. Maybe other than in Texas, mm-hmm. is this a money grab? I. I don't think it is. I mean, it could be. You never know. But someone went to a lot of trouble to do this, and it's a doggone good idea if it works. But nobody knows what the cost is. It's going to be enormous if they're going to do a subscription and and have these available every 250 miles for how many of them are they going to need. But it it does appear that it would save a lot of money, you know, for the owners of the trucks. Uh, to have this system, so I don't know, bud. But There's got to be some kind of release of liability or something, because this thing's got a set of tires on it, and well, this thing's got a hitch on it. And there's going to be insurance involved. And, yeah. and then my question was, and as much as I dug, I couldn't, I kept asking it, is there any government subsidy money involved in this? And I couldn't get an answer on that. This would, you know, they spent a trillion dollars on all this electrification. Here's something that makes sense. Why don't they put some money into this, the government, you know, if they're going to? Well, look at what's, yeah, but, you know, I, I, I just scheduled my, my tax thing. I know you do yours quarterly, but mm. our personal tax thing, I just scheduled it for us. And I'm thinking, you know, right now the whole EV world is caving in. Right. And we all pay and we're paying to for subsidize it. that. Yeah. How about how about we get a little back? Right. Or how right. about how about we just sit out on filing our taxes this year and you guys live on all that, you know, you yeah. pay for everything based on a budget like the rest of us have. How to. about if the government would just spend money on something that makes sense for once instead of all this Pipe dream stuff. Right. Because everybody, everybody's reversing their thinking on the EV Oh, stuff. sure. Uh, it's, it's over. That's over. I mean, it'll creep along, and now that it'll be private money, it's going to be a whole different story, but I don't see... Yeah, but we still, we still paid for a bunch of stuff that I we're know, never going to reap never gonna, the rewards on. Well, will we get... Re- you know, in, in the long term, will the technology that they've developed so far... Uh, piggyback on to something else down the road. Yeah, I just feel one letter off of reaped. That's all. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, let's talk about a little bit of history right now. Okay, okay that's great. I all love right. history. Good. Bill, was there ever a superhero called the Blue Flame? I just, I just needed to ask you. <laughs> Not to my knowledge. <laughs> Not to your knowledge. Maybe in certain circles. There was the Blue there Beetle. Might have been the Blue Beetle, huh? Yeah. Okay. I just wondered. There was the blue gin on that dream of genie. I just don't know where they came up with the name, but you know, the Corvette, the first engine in the Corvette was called mm-hmm. the Blue Flame. The Blue Flame, yeah. right. So, you know what the Blue Flame was based on, if it wasn't a superhero? It was a uh, six-cylinder truck engine, Souped right? up six-cylinder truck engine. And, you know, it, 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 at the time, it was an inline-six, all right, because a lot of the the European cars were inline sixes, mm-hmm. and they already had one 
so Chevrolet put a truck engine in it, recammed it, put three deuces on it, and made it sporty. Yeah. But then they kind of monkeyed it up on the transmission because what was this transmission at that point? A two-speed power glide yeah, it was, a was the box. only thing yeah. available. I bet it was smooth, though. Yeah. Well, you of know. course, the engine only had 150 horse. But right. that was more... But at the that roads point weren't time. that. The roads weren't that great then either. You know, so, well, the the car, it, it was their first shot at a sports car. Right. Okay, let's put it that way. But one thing it did inspire was the V8. Mm-hmm. Now I don't remember. It's I'm going to have to get with one of my Corvette buddies whether the V8 ever came with a 265 because that was the first Chevy V8 that I remember. Right. Then the 283 and of course the 327 and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't recall a Corvette having the 265 in it? No. I, I, I remember 283s, 327s. I don't know whether that got passed over on the Well, on that's the your homework, bud. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that's not fair. You're not, you're not supposed to give me homework. But anyway, it, what it did spur on mm-hmm. was people wanting a V8 and a four-speed. Right. So that, I think they originally went from a three-speed to a four-speed, but... Hey, it, you know, it was back then, it was... Uh, and look at it now. Still oh, yeah. alive. Yeah, still alive. Wow. And it had a top speed back then of 108 miles an hour. Yeah, that was pretty fast. At 4,800 RPM. A six-cylinder spinning 4,800 RPM, straight six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that engine was originally developed, I think, in the 30s, right? That's the, it was called the Stove Bolt 6 yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, absolutely. I had my first vehicle was a 53 Chevy pickup that had a six-cylinder, and it lasted me about three weeks before it went I wonder, away. I wonder why. I wonder why, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, well. Hey, one thing I did want to point out to our listeners is that Complete Auto Parts is now carrying interstate batteries. Oh, yeah, that's great. It is, and if they're carrying interstate batteries, follow suit that... Oakwood Tire is also carrying interstate, interstate batteries. batteries. Yeah, there you go. It's a good product. Mm-hmm. You know, we've used interstate in a lot of stuff. Okay, coming up on pod uh, on podcast on Bud Scratch Overdrive, the podcast next week as we lead up to the first race of the NASCAR race of the season, uh, following the Daytona 500. Part one of our interview with Brandon Hutchinson, vice president and general manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, will be on. Uh, David Reagan's, who's been testing the new EV car, will be with us and. A month or so on and doing a podcast, so we'll learn more about that. Meantime, if you're restoring a classic muscle car, speaking of podcasts. Well, you go to the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast so that if you miss any of this great information, you can go to XSWDUN, click the links, hit the buttons, and listen to the show at your convenience, or go to your favorite podcast site and listen to the show anytime you wish. Brought to you by the great folks, the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia. Yeah. And they help us out with the podcast, too. The podcast podcast. Yes, they do. Are we all confused now? Well, completely. The important thing is you can Google Bud's Garage, you can Google Bud's Garage Overdrive, and take them anywhere that you are on the planet now. Right. We're in 10 countries. Wow. Besides Canada and the U.S. So it's good fun. You know, we started this from just an idea and and just like the radio show. Yeah. And it's gone on and on and on. I would like to thank our guest today, Aaron Hughes from Green Ford. Brandon Hutchinson from Atlanta Motor Speedway, and Brian Mulkey from Green Ford also. I got to tell you, Brian is switched on as far as trucks goes, well, as far as product goes. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, you know, Bill, you always have these little glitches you call me about on, on your escape, things you want to set or reset. I'm clueless. You know, yeah. I, I, I just don't keep up with that stuff like I should. Or you ask Brian, you can give him a call, and he'll tell you what button to push. And yeah, all make that. it easy. He makes it look easy. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, want to thank those folks. want to thank all the folks out there that are listening, for listening. Oh, right. And uh, we just appreciate, appreciate you being here each and every week. We got a lot of stuff coming up during uh, February uh, to do with racing, uh, but we got a lot of other informed of automotive buffoonery every week for you besides that. So Right. That you shouldn't miss. Stay tuned. All right. We'll see you next week. Remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up, and uh, keep it on WDUN. Always here, always local. Have a great week.